Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? Expectations matter, but exceeding them matters more. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Gasparilla Bowl versus Georgia Tech and a brand new quarterback one could be on the horizon for the UCF Knights. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Charge On. As always, I am your host, Sean Green. Before we get started, as always, a quick word from our sponsor, Bet Online. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up to the minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four. BetOnline is info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played, from MMA, from MMA to international soccer. Head to BetOnline today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. I am under the weather. You, if you are a listener of the show, you can hear it in my voice. I'm not feeling good, but this needed to happen. This episode needed to happen. We're not stopping for any sickness. Um, and big news hit yesterday, which we're going to start off with. I know, Nick, I originally was just thinking, oh, okay, this week we're going to do the bowl episode. Not like breakdown or anything, but give our thoughts on the bowl game. Because that was a crap show where we thought we were playing Duke, then you're playing Georgia Tech. We'll get into that because that's important to talk about. But as we finish the regular season, we start to transfer portal opens up. You start to look at potentially what the Knights are going to do. And there's a couple people that UCF offered. We're like, oh, okay, okay, linebackers, offensive linemen, whatever. Well, then quarterback news breaks, and we've been waiting for that. And we talked, and we've talked for two years of who would the Knights go after what kind of quarterback are they going to be looking for? Are they going to go with Timmy McLean? Are they going to, you know, go with a young kid like Dylan Risk or Riley Trujillo when he comes in? Well, I think the Knights have made it very, very clear that they are going after a quarterback. Um, but 
let's get right into it. All right. Uh, Tyler Shuck visited the Knights last weekend. Uh, you were not very high on it. I think I was trying to tell myself that I liked it because, again, a quarterback that has had multiple injury problems over the last however many years of his career. And when you're talking about a starting quarterback, you don't want the first thing when you talk about a starting quarterback to be uh, he's injured all the time. So I think you were very, I don't like this. That's the, That was your prerogative. I was like, eh, not the greatest thing, but listen, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll find my love for it. Well, he commits to Louisville yesterday. And then late last night, on three reports uh, that Grayson McCall is taking a visit to UCF this weekend. So before we get into all of the details and all that stuff, kind of how are you doing? I know we just got started really quick. And uh, what is your take on Grayson McCall uh, as a quarterback before we get into what it could mean for UCF? Uh, Been a crazy week in college football. Um, That's probably putting it lightly. Um, there was a reason why the, the bowl process was so weird and why all these ACC teams were just flipping back and forth, um, in all these bowl matchups. Um, but yeah, UCF settles on Georgia Tech. We'll get into that later, obviously. Uh, Grayson McCall, uh, Coastal Carolina for what was it? 2020 and 2021 when he was at the height of his powers as a player. And I mean, he's won the Sunbelt player of the year three times, by the way. Uh, when he was there at Coastal Carolina, I mean, who had ever really heard of Coastal Carolina? I think they were known for having, I think Josh Norman went there, um, the NFL cornerback, if you recall. <laughs> Didn't really know much about Coastal Carolina. If you did, God bless you. Uh, but Grayson McCall comes along, puts him on the map. Jeremy Chadwell, obviously great head coach, no longer there. Um, and they were ranked, I think they got up inside the top 20 at points. Yeah. And much to do with the play of Grayson McCall. And what I love about it is the experience that he brings. Uh, just the numbers, over 10,000 yards, 88 touchdowns, only 44 interceptions. He's also rushed for 18 touchdowns. So if you do the math there, that's over 100 touchdowns that this guy has accounted for in his collegiate career. I mean, that's a lot of production. That's a lot of experience. Uh, he tiptoed or he, he, he put his toes in the, uh, the transfer portal last year if you recall too he had some interest uh notably auburn and then he decided to go back to uh to coastal carolina but clearly it looks like he's going to get that final year and he's going to go play somewhere else that has some bigger big time opportunities uh the numbers were down this year a little bit uh not much in the running from a running variety either he doesn't do that as much as he did when he first burst onto the scene uh, you had pointed out to me when we talked about this off air, you know, new head coach, like I mentioned, new system potentially might be playing a new way, but he also was injured. So we got to cut him a little bit of slack there. He did get injured, uh, played seven games, not as effective, but when this guy's out there, I think he's, I don't want to say he's one of the, you know, elite, and he's not in that like elite tier of college football quarterback, not going to put him there, but you know, I can make the argument he's in that, like, he could be in that top 20 range maybe at his best. I think there's probably – I think that's fair to say that. Yeah. And that would be a that would be a huge get for UCF. Um, Yeah, you, you kind of mentioned it. Tim Beck was the, the new head coach at Coastal this year. And 
Um, he brought a more pro-style offense um, to Coastal, which I think didn't necessarily help Grayson. Uh, I think if you just look at the Chadwell era at Coastal Carolina and what they like to do on offense, spread it out. I think that benefits Grayson McCall. And I think knowing UCF's offense and how they run their offense, it's what Grayson McCall kind of is used to. And I think he can do really well in it. Uh, you mentioned the the top elite quarterbacks. Gus, you know, he got asked the question because I forgot who said it. I think Matt Rule said that it costs about one to two million dollars for one of the top quarterbacks in a portal. Right. And, you know, it was the first time that Gus really listen. He's always been, uh, hey, the landscape in college football is changing. You better get on the bus or you're going to get left behind. Right. Gus has always been that way. It was the first time I've heard Gus Malzahn basically be pretty blank and honest about the Kingdom NIL and the situation that's going on because they were asked about quarterbacks and and Gus said, like, yeah, we're going to go after some of them. Like, you know, we're going to try. But you can kind of get the sense that it's not as good as it needs to be. They are behind in, in you know, the metrics of NIL. And Gus even mentioned like, yeah, you can call any guy that you want. You can talk to him. But sometimes the first thing they're asking is about what the collective is doing. They're not even asking first about the style, how you're going to make them better, how you're going to really develop them. It's what's your collective like. So, to like, you mentioned the elite tier and the elite tier of guys and that he might not be in that elite tier. Listen, if he didn't have the down year last year, I think realistically, we t- you talked about it, right? Last year when he entered the portal, we were high on Grayson McCall. We're like, if UCF could go get Grayson McCall, uh, that might change the first season of the Big 12. Because he, I mean, if you look at his three years, not last, not including last year, but if you look at his three years starting, it's insane numbers. If he didn't have his down year last year, number one, he's either going to the NFL. Number two, he's either going to one of the top 10 schools in the nation that need a quarterback. Oregon would probably be calling him because he's very similar to what Bo Nix does. Auburn would still be calling him. And I'm not saying that those schools aren't interested, but to your point, I think UCF is clearly looking at a certain kind of number of quarterbacks that number one fit their system that aren't maybe in the top 10 upper echelon of quarterbacks. Cause again, UCF cannot afford it with NIL. Um, and number three, a guy that will come in and maybe have one to two years of eligibility so that you can kind of start bringing in your young guys and saying, okay, you're going to start playing. So talk about NIL a little bit and how if UCF can afford it, because I mean, UCF fans, they were uh, donating to the kingdom last night. When that report came out, I that was the most money I've seen people post to go to the kingdom because they really want this guy. It's the first time I think Night Nation has ever kind of done a prayer circle around one guy but kind of talk about the nil collective and and clearly what a report like this does for that it's big it, it kind of you, you see a name like this comes out everybody knows who he is they can look at the numbers and all that and it kind of sends like a shockwave throughout the fan base so we got to go support and you got to get those messages all, as well from those involved in the program i mean matt rule put it out there different program but i think he kind of put the blueprint and to be honest i think we've already known that at this point and you know you look at like the legislation that they're trying to pass the ncaa yesterday um where if i'm interpreting it correctly from uh, they want to put 
the schools pay them directly through their own NIL yeah, deals. I don't like that. Uh, that is going to Yeah, let me I have to digest that one for a little bit, but I don't know. I mean, I mean I think there's something that needs to be done like the school should have the ability to pay the player, don't get me wrong. Um but I have to digest that fully, but I'll keep it back to where we are. And, you know, the kingdom NIL thing, it's, it's interesting. I, I'm not as up to speed with the kingdom stuff, but then I was like, like before this McCall report came out, I'm sure you saw this on Twitter, Sean, <clears throat> when Terry Mahajer put out this plea essentially right before the bowls. And he said, you know, I have a call to action to all of night nation. It is paramount now more than ever to support our collective at kingdom, uh, NIL. And he tagged where you can donate. And then, uh, Sean Tui jr. The executive director of kingdom NIL said that this tweet, the one from Terry Mahajer there generated more subscribers than anything they had done since their first month. Okay, I guess that tells me that, and maybe I've missed this. Okay, I could be off base, so you tell me if I'm if I'm off. But has there been enough signaling? Do you think from the university and from those in the athletic department about the kingdom nil? Because at least how I'm interpreting it is, we're here at the portal season now. And the AD is telling us to, you know, go donate to the kingdom. Yeah. And then I have the executive director of kingdom NIL telling me that that plea right there has generated more subscribers for them than the first month that they introduced this since then. So my, I guess my question is, it's like, where was the signaling? Unless I missed it. Well, I'll say to UCF's credit, I think because really they've only been the full-time NIL collective for a year because you had Mackenzie Milton's one that was kind of like the, you know, meet like certain player events. And then it kind of got folded into the kingdom NIL because they wanted just one surefire collective. I think if you know UCF football, you have heard about kingdom NIL, but of course, if you are maybe just a supporter of UCF you are an alumni, uh, you love the university, but you're maybe not as into, you know, everything besides the game on Saturday. Yeah, I will say, like, they've been big on social media, like trying to get people to do donate and stuff like that. But to your point, when the AD puts out a tweet that says, hey, you know, donate to the kingdom, and that clearly generates a lot of people putting money into it, I mean, that's when we have to start looking at, yeah, like, yeah, and, uh, we don't like, want to right get into said, it, but I schools. Could, right, and that's what I'm saying. I could be completely off base with that. It's more just an observation than me saying anything right or wrong. It's just an observation I made, really. No, I would agree. Um, I would agree. And, and, the, and in the grand scheme of things with NIL, it, I mean, it is kind of – it's always been weird, in my opinion, to have to ask for, you know, fans and, and alumni of the university to essentially – pay for these schools to you know pay these players it's like a weird it's just a weird system you know yeah. and i think we all are pretty in agreement with that but again that's the that's the uh that's college football now and it's 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 never gonna sit right with me that we're 
and again, nothing I'm saying is so like out there. Um, it's never going to sit right with me that you know the portal opened two days ago at midnight and it's running wild right now. And we got coaches who are still trying to digest the end of the season. Uh, they're preparing for bowl games, which if if this whole timing of all this stuff tells you the bowl games couldn't mean any less they than, they, than they already did. Um, they're recruiting high school kids, trying to trying to lock down recruitments there on that front, which it seems like it's been pretty quiet on the UCF front, just a side note there. Um, which could be try, a good thing. Could be a good thing. Who knows? Maybe they've turned their attention to the portal and they feel confident in who they have. Um, but yeah, it's just so much going on right now. Like, I just don't know if anybody who, who made these schedules for everything has ever been around, like coached in college football and knows the schedule. Cause like, I just couldn't imagine being one of these guys right now. How do you, how do you, yeah. I just don't, how do you manage all this? It's, it's ridiculous. I think when, when Gus gave up play calling duties, I think people were just like, oh, okay, this is you know, BS because he said, oh, the head coach needs to be more of like a general manager or owner and because you have a lot more things on your plate. And people thought, oh, that's just not true. He just saying that because the offense hasn't been as good as whatever. But now you really look at it and you're like, no, he was being dead, dead serious. Like he can't really worry about just the offense when he's got to go on recruiting visits for transfers or making sure he's looking at film for the transfers that coaches are kind of showing him. He's got to go on the road and visit his high school commits that are about to commit in 14 days and sign their national letter of intent. Then on top of that, you're getting ready for bowl prep with Georgia Tech, which he even said, like, after this, I'm going to go watch film on Georgia Tech. Then I'm going to probably hit the road and go. So, like, the roles that you have to kind of do now, December is basically, like, bang your head up against a wall month because – like, straight up, Grayson McCall will we'll bring it all full circle. You are like, you bring in Tyler Shuck last week. He visits UCF. Then he takes a plane, goes to Louisville. Well, he's like, you know what? I'm going to commit to Louisville. I don't know if that has whatever UCF offered him with NIL. I don't know if UCF was basically looking at Tyler as, hey, you're going to compete for QB1. You're not going to be QB1. Who knows? We have no idea what the situation was with that. Now, this weekend, you've got more transfers coming in to visit. You've got a top 20 transfer quarterback coming into your building. On top of that, you're starting practices this week, this weekend, uh, for, for bowl prep. On top of that, again, you need to, like you said, lock in your high school recruits. And all while you are trying to get this quarterback, who's potentially going to be your starter next year, will be your starter next year, to commit to you. So... I agree. I mean, it's a crap show, but quickly before we go in, go into the bowl game, because we'll briefly touch on the bowl game. You know, we've got a week or so before that kind of ramps up. If Grayson McCall, now granted, I put out a tweet last night, uh, then everybody started putting out tweets about it, uh, who Grayson McCall started following last night on Instagram. Now, usually, we've talked about this before, Nick. I'm more of the social media kind of has some meaning. Not all, but social media has a little bit of an understanding of, you know, maybe where a player's mindset is at the time, if he's liking certain things. Grayson McCall started following Kobe Hudson, RJ Harvey, Lee Hunter, 
and running back coach Cam Martin. He had not been following... Now, NC State is the other school that's vying for his services. He had not followed any NC State coaches or players. Because on Instagram, if you follow somebody, it's your recent following. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Tyler Shuck started following UCF people too, and he went to Louisville. So, at the end of the day, it don't matter. But... I find it interesting, Nick, that as soon as the news broke, he then started following future running back, if he came here, future wide receiver one, because I think we both assume Javon Baker's going to the NFL, uh, basically your best defensive lineman, and then a running backs coach, who is pretty in touch with all the recruits coming through. What do you take with that? I know you're more of the old-timer, not, not really care about social media, Does that have any weight at all? Or is that just, you know, a bunch of BS? He's going to come visit, so he's following a bunch of players. Has he followed anybody on NC State? So, that's the thing. I don't think so. Because when you go to his following, the first four that pop up are Lee Hunter, Cam Martin, RJ Harvey, and Kobe Hudson. And then if you keep scrolling, it's all basically Coastal Carolina guys. Because you look like... I guess on Instagram, when you hit the following, it's the most recent follows. Like when if a, if somebody follows you, it's the most recent of their followers that that pop up. So he just had followed him. I again, how much do you? Because like Tyler Shuck, he followed a bunch of UCF guys, but then recently when he had committed to Louisville, all you see is Louisville guys at the top. So like I, that makes sense in, in the in the day. That we live in in college football. This goes for recruiting too. This goes for portals. I don't believe a damn thing until something is signed. I I, I just don't. Until I he sees that NIL this, number, he ain't. Until I see. Until he sees the number. Until he sees the the construction of the lazy river out there. Oh jeez. Um, <laughs> uh, until we see all of that, I have. I don't know. I mean, listen. You're going. You're you're basically at the moment recruiting against NC State. Um, NC State is a, a rock solid program in the ACC that just went nine and three, if I'm not mistaken. Had a really good yep. year. Dave Dorn is a hell of a coach. Um, if you, they just, this is so crazy. So MJ Morris, the NC State quarterback from last year, or one of them at least, yeah. Uh, he entered the portal and he he went on. Uh, some show I saw a pop up in my Twitter somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I, um, I saw it too. And he, he basically essentially said that uh, they they told him that they wanted to go get a starting quarterback, so he was essentially shoved out the way. And so that tells me that NC State is going all in on this recruiting trip. That's just me speculating, obviously, but I'm just reading the tea leaves there uh, based yeah. on that verbiage from MJ Morris kind of taking us behind the scenes a little bit. I think NC State is pretty motivated to uh, get McCall in the get McCall signed or obviously somebody else, but clearly they've circled McCall and you know that's that's the thing. This is not going to be an easy pull for UCF by any means. No, I was going to tweet it last night, but I'm decided against it. But listen, he went to Coastal Carolina. He's from Indian Trail, North Carolina, uh, which is only Two hours from Coastal, two hours from NC State. So, I mean, no, it's not going to be easy at all. NC State needs a starter. UCF needs a starter. The only, the good things going for UCF, and again, this is for all the Gus haters, 
It's Gus Malzahn that has weight with college players. They know who Gus Malzahn is. Number two, I think you have more of a chance to win the Big 12 than you do the ACC next year. Because, again, you have Clemson, who's always going to be good. You have Florida State. Duke's going to go kind of take a back seat. Uh, but And then you have North Carolina, because I'm sure, that, I mean, they already got a, a transfer quarterback um, Max in the Johnson. portal. Yep. So, I mean, I think if I'm, and again, I'm a UCF podcaster. So, obviously, I want Grayson McCall. And I think NC State, it would not shock me in the slightest if he chose NC State. Not in the slightest. Um, especially how much money NC State will offer him compared to us. Hey, well, but if, get, if we don't get, if we don't, if UCF doesn't get Grayson McCall, I can, we can go after Jeff Sims if that interests you because he just said okay. No, I'm okay. I'll take Timmy McClain You're at okay. that point. You're yeah, okay. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. That'd be school, that'd be school um, number four. And when has that worked out? I mean, we're turning into JT Daniels at that point. Um, anyway, but, continue. I just had to get that out there. No, that totally fine. But no, I mean, it wouldn't shock me either way. But again, I think UCF has a good pitch saying we are number six in offense. John Rice Plumley, who was injured, everybody was still talking about him, even when he was injured. Like everybody knew John Rice Plumley. Uh, you're basically the face of the the team. Like you'll get, if the NIL deals don't necessarily, it's not as much as NC State. Well, guess what? You're going to get public sponsorship. You're going to get whatever the hell John Rice Plumley got. Like he got, it was almost like he was sponsored by 50 companies. So I think the big push is we are number six in offense. You're going to be able to run the offense you want to run. You can kind of come to a situation where winning your conference is very doable in the Big 12 next year. And again, all eyes are going to be on you. Um, whereas in the ACC, it's kind of up for, uh, not up for grabs as much. You already know where the eyeballs are going to be on in the ACC. So we'll see. Do you have any final thoughts on this? Obviously, he's visiting this weekend. He had NC State visit his house this past week. He'll be visiting NC State from what we've heard this weekend and he's also visiting UCF I hope UCF is second on the list because if he leaves UCF and then goes home and does a visit with NC State that kind of I don't know if UCF can get that done I have to think you got to blow this guy away and I don't just mean from a presentation standpoint I mean from a monetary standpoint again don't know what the whole situation is with Kingdom NIL if they're in a good spot a bad spot don't really know um but I would be inclined to say that whatever that number is, as long as it's within reason, I'm sure you'll have to overpay for any of these guys. Don't get me wrong. But as long as you feel like you can pay this guy what you think is he's worth and you have enough to continue to – I mean, if this is – let me just put it this way. If you – spent most of your budget on Grayson McCall and then your transfer class suffered elsewhere. Are you still doing it? Like where we don't get good linebackers. I'm just putting the hypotheticals out there because like, because I'm, because I think Grayson McCall is a fantastic quarterback and you know, 
this isn't like like just for those who haven't watched him like the the levels here from him and John Rice Plumley at this point like from when they were both into portal like they're not even like in the same tier we're talking here they're really yeah. not that's I think that's fair it's no shade to John Rice but that's just I a mean fact. there's very few UCF fans who would disagree with that but I don't think I don't think many should disagree with me and again yeah. not shade at all just not trying to tear down somebody to, to prop someone up, but that's the truth with Grayson McCall. So, like, I mean, again, I'm not the one signing the checks or anything, clearly. Um, <laughs> they don't want that job, please. Well, um, I'll, I'll, I'll add on to your question because I want to know what your answer would be. Would you rather sign Grayson McCall and then maybe get average linebackers and or offensive linemen? Or would you rather get some really good linebackers, really good offensive linemen, but have Timmy McLean as your QB1? I, I haven't seen a quarterback at this point in the portal. Because I think, like, there's – because if you go to the on three rankings that we have up on the site, Grayson McCall is currently the 14th-ranked quarterback in the uh, in the draft class. Or the draft class, the transfer portal class. Jeez. Um, he's 14 after him I don't see an an absolute I mean Shuck was down there don't get me wrong Blake Shapin's down there you had mentioned him Taylor Green yeah. Boise State we saw him I just don't see the the substantial upgrades to what you already have in Timmy McLean down there like none of those guys are coming in in my opinion and you're going to be like alright you're the starting quarterback like day yeah, one yeah just him it's just, just I mean, I think Grayson's like realistically the the guy that you're going to do that, and everybody else that's above Grayson in these in these rankings, whether it's Will Rogers or um, the Van Dykes of the world, uh, DJ Uanlele, uh Chandler Rogers, and so forth. Uh, those guys are going to be too expensive. Yeah, I would have to think, and there's going to be too much competition, quite frankly, for UCF to get involved. So, um, I would do it. I would do it. I would try to blow this guy away and get him in the building. Go swim, go down swinging. Yeah, do whatever you can. And I think UCF is very well aware that, I mean, I'm I'm curious to see how much money got funneled into Kingdom NIL last night. That's all I'm, I want to say. I am very intrigued to see how much money, after that report came out, if it blew the Terry Mahajer tweet out of the water, uh, because... I think a lot of fans for the first time, Night Nation really, is, like I said earlier, kind of putting their arms around a quarterback and agreeing on something of who should be starting, who should be playing, who they want. It's Grayson McCall. So we'll see. By next week, I'm sure we will find out whether he's going to be a Knight or if he's going to the Wolf Pack or whatever they call it in NC State. Um, but who knows? I'm pumped. I hope if I will be very disappointed if we don't get him. I, that's probably every UCF fan at this point. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a modern design that lets you go further and do more. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, complemented by an interior built with integrity. The Defender capability is legendary. Whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions, its durability has been tested to the extreme. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. 
Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. And robust cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further. The Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, let's quickly talk about the bowl game. That was supposed to be our entire episode this week. Uh, so we'll keep it brief. Uh, the ACC is a crap shoot show, if we're being honest. Um, came, did you see the report that they picked? Did you see the Notre Dame report? Where they like every... These bowl games didn't know that Notre Dame was on the list for like an option that they could have. So the ACC, this report might be wrong. I might ju- this might just be fake. They put pieces of paper in a hat of the bowl games, and they picked which one Notre Dame would go to. Well, that came from the Athletics, so if I'm oh, going to so assume that that is a very valid report. What a crap show! What but a again, crap who's, show! Whose who's fault was this, Sean? Whose fault was the, oh, this whole ripple effect? I mean, the College Football Playoff Committee, which but. I don't mean. I'm not going to get into it here. I know you don't want to. No, hear my we were no. We we're already 30 minutes in. We're this is. Yeah, I'm not going to give you a spiel. I'm just. I'm just going to say the system sucks. It sucked for oh, yeah. UCF. It sucked. And listen, it sucks for everybody. This isn't just exclusive to FSU. It sucked for every other undefeated champion in a conference that has gotten screwed because of a crappy system that everybody's known was a crappy system. Um, bottom line. So. But yep. anyway, that whole decision, though, sent a ripple effect in the ACC because everybody that was in their expected bowls got absolutely just – everybody got getting pushed back and pushed back. And I thought we were playing – we all thought we were playing Duke. And I'm yep. like – I'm like, cool. Like, my wife's a Duke fan. Uh, we're going to have a house divided. And, and I was like, hey, we can go to the game together, you know, Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, that lasted about an hour. Um, and now we're playing Georgia Tech. And – you know, on the start, I mean, they're both winnable games. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not going to sit here. Oh, I'm so scared of Georgia Tech. Um, respect for what they've done this year, getting to bowl eligibility. No doubt about that. That's a big accomplishment for that program, given where they were. Yeah. Uh, they, gave, they gave Georgia a fight uh, in the last game of the season. Respect to that. They beat North Carolina. They beat Miami. So they have some good wins there in the ACC this year. Uh, not going to be easy. Uh, Duke, because of their quarterback situation, Without having Riley Leonard, I mean, I was there for that Florida State Duke game. 
I was live for that one, and I saw I saw Duke without Riley Leonard when he got taken out. Oh, and then you saw them down the stretch without him. I mean, he was holding that team up. So yeah, if you were looking for oh, we have a great chance to win and we could do some damage, you probably wanted to play Duke, especially with Mike Elko no longer there. Transition, they didn't have a head coach filled yet. So Duke was probably a better opponent for that. But if you're looking for more of a better game, I think Georgia Tech's going to give you that in this one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, listen, when I saw Duke, I said, oh, easy bowl win. That's great. Like, no Mike Elko, no Riley Leonard. I mean, great. We can just have a good drinking bonanza in Tampa. Uh, but no, Georgia Tech is a tough team. Uh, I mean, Brent Key is their head coach. He was at UCF for, gosh, like 10 years. Uh, he's really turned the program around in one year just to become bowl eligible. Uh, and I'm sure they're pumped. I'm sure Georgia Tech fans are pumped because uh, they haven't been to a bowl game in a while. So we'll get more in-depth. I will say Georgia Tech's running game scares the hell out of me, <laughs> which I think is a reasonable, reasonable thing to be I nervous think, about. I, I guess. I think the UCF defense has come around. Now, who's going to yeah. be playing? It's just, it depends who's going to be playing in these games, which we have to mention, too. I mean, uh, our own guys hitting the portal. I mean, Corey Thornton hit the portal, um, which I know you haven't been the biggest fan of Corey, portal, uh, Corey Thornton, rather, but you have to give that guy credit, though. He, he, had a, he had a good season this year. In fact, I think from a pro football focus standpoint, he was UCF's highest-rated defender. Yeah. Um, so he hit the portal. Jordan McDonald hit the portal. Obviously, not enough opportunity here for him. Um, but yeah, we're, who knows who's going to play? Who knows who's going to well, play? Well, I will this say game. this. And again, because the Grayson McCall news, like I was going to like, I'm sure we'll get a lot more information on transfers out before the next episode. But to your point, it does seem like we're not going to be losing a lot of our top guys. Like it seems like, like if Corey Thornton is the, you know, highest guy you're losing, there's a reason you went in the transfer portal last year and got a lot of cornerbacks. It depends. And you'll yeah. probably see it by the end of this week. You're going to start seeing decisions made from Javon Baker. You're going to start seeing decisions made from Kobe Hudson and RJ Harvey. Yeah. Um, some of those big hitters that we're kind of waiting on are, you know, if they're going to enter the NFL draft. And, you know, I, I, I thought at this point you might like a Javon Baker. Like, I think he's basically said it without saying it that he wants to yeah, go to basically. the NFL, but he might be waiting to see what the, what Kingdom could do for him. I mean, that's part of this too. These guys I think are all Kingdom saying, uh, we'll pay Kobe. You can, because I'm sure at this point, Javon Baker's a little too expensive. Uh, I'm sure they're like, we'll pay Kobe. We'll pay RJ. You can go to the NFL because Javon really doesn't have many options. Like, it's not like he can go transfer somewhere. It's basically you come back for another year or you go to the NFL. So it's like, he's kind of stronghold a little bit. Like he can't, it's not like you yeah, like, I, I want this I wonder, amount of money. And I wonder if he wants to play in the bowl game. Um, oh, I one think last he will. Showcase, one last showcase before, if he, and then he decides to make that decision to go to the draft. I mean, Gus said that, they're, that all the NFL guys are, they're having conversations with them, and the staff is giving them the best information that they can possible to, to make a good decision. If I was RJ, I would stay an extra year. If I was. Kobe, I definitely would stay an extra year. If I was Javon, I would leave. Uh, I want Javon Baker back, but it's you know, like, 
I shouldn't say that. If any of these guys go to the NFL, I mean, I'm not going to blame you whatsoever. This oh, is just no. A, I, this is just a selfishly speaking. No, this is definitely selfish. The, well, the RJ thing, uh, we've discussed it for a while. I said I think RJ would benefit from another year being RB1 and leading the Big 12. I think he would take over the Big 12 next year. Could be. Kobe, Could be. he's been the second best receiver on UCF. So, what could it be? He did, but that's year. what I'm saying. He had he was fifth in receiving yards in the Big 12. What could he do being wide receiver one? I think with, again, if Grayson McCall's your quarterback, what could you do with Grayson McCall? Yeah, and, every, and everyone's going to get elevated. Townsend will get elevated. Uh, yeah. Baker's going to get the other Baker. Gerard Baker's going to get elevated. I mean, it's not like it's going to be Barrett next year or anything like that. No, you got the uh, the, the you weapon wise, UCF is fine. I, I, I we're not nervous about the weapons. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. If you're Javon Baker, you've led UCF the last two years in receiving. You were second in the Big Twelve by three yards uh, to lead receiving yards in the Big Twelve. What more? What do you need? Another like that's why it would not shock me in the slightest. I'm just assuming Javon's gone. Like, he's put good stuff on film. What is an extra year going to do? Like, so I agree. I think he's going to play in the bowl game, which Gus said, from his knowledge, no top players really sitting out for the bowl game. So that's a positive. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, next week we'll be doing a more in-depth breakdown of all the transfers out. Um, Talk about, you know, if we get any transfers in, what that can mean for UCF. Um, Talk a little bit more about the bowl game. Because what, next week it'll be the, okay, this is reason 6, 12, 13, 4. Okay, so we'd be, we'd be about a week um, out from Duke. So I think um, more likely than not, we'll kind of break down more of the transfer portal guys uh, next week. Um, but I don't expect many more guys, to be completely honest. Um, there will be a couple more, but not any that you'll be, you know, completely shocked by. Which I think is a, a testament to the staff to keep some top guys here because a lot of these guys could have easily uh, transferred out uh, uh, and went to another school. So um, we'll see. But Nick, any final thoughts uh, before we sign off? Yeah. Like I kind of said already, let's just, let's hold on here for this weekend and and see what UCF can uh, cook up, if you will, with, uh, with Grayson McCall and, if it's not Grayson, I have no idea who it's going to be at that point. I have Timmy, I guess. Zero. <laughs> it might be the Timmy and Dillinger. I don't know. Um, but eventually we'll get to this bowl game. Um, seems like there's so many things ahead of it that are just taking precedence right now. Again, it's crazy. But let's just the, – the month of December is the craziest time in college football. It really is. So let's all just – let's all hold on. Yep. News every day. Stuff happening every day. Hold on, and December 22nd, we'll be here before you know it. Guys, we appreciate you guys so much. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Uh, We'll have an announcement in the next couple days. Uh, Nick doesn't even know this. We're finally getting these hats done. These hats are going to be able to be bought and purchased. I'm getting them made in the next couple days. So, again, hopefully for Christmas, they will be arriving if we can get this up and running. If not... You can have it during the month of uh, January or whatever at some point. But uh, we'll be getting these out and being able to uh, sell very, very soon in the next week or so. So 
be on the lookout for that. Follow us on all of our socials. Follow Nick. Follow me. Uh, we'll be posting any updates and obviously keeping you informed about transfer portal stuff and bowl game, whatever uh, happens in this crazy, crazy month of December. All right, everybody. This has been Charge On presented by Bet Online. We will see you next week. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? Expectations matter, but exceeding them matters more. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... <laughs> yeah, the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.